Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses! And you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? Ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom is a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends put Tom Hanks in a headlock and are about to be choke slammed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm Sam Siegel, and I can smell The Rock is cooking tuna casserole with Brussels sprouts, duck, mayo, and whipped cream. And I am a porn star looking to change her game by getting into the world of business. I'm Luke Patrick. Sam, I had to turn you down for that intro. I had you you up too high in the old earbuds. Mm, Uh, Yeah, you know, I I do believe I peeked out the mic, uh, so glad i'm not the one who edits this one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had to compensate by turning you up just a little bit we'll we'll get you in the right spot here before too long yeah Yeah. you know we'll we'll get those uh you know we're professionals we'll get those levels leveled out yeah uh first of all i i think it's worth saying um this is hanksy panksy well after dark (laughs) Uh, <laughs> kind of an emergency broadcast. We have broken our rule about recording very late by recording yeah. very late. Yeah, it is It is currently 10 o'clock central time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's been dark for hours. And, uh, and yeah, uh, this week we have watched uh, 2006's Southland Tales. Oh, my fucking God, Sam. Sam, buddy. Well, hang on. First of all, happy fucking birthday, my Thank dude. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh quite quite a momentous uh couple of days here that I've got, uh, which I'll get into in a moment. But Luke, I I'm dying here. I need to know what was your watch like. Okay, I'm gonna break decorum a little bit to say. Okay. Um, Sam, this is the worst movie we have ever seen. By Without far. a fucking doubt. <laughs> so, how was my watch of the worst movie we have ever seen? Well, Sam, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. We started the movie, and I was like, hey, I have to watch this thing. And we looked up the cast. The cast is bananas. 
Yes. Uh, it's got Sarah Michelle Geller. It's got Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's got your favorite dude, uh, William Scott. What's his name? Sean, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. He's back here again. Anyway, the cast is bananas. And so my roommate was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And then literally 10 minutes into the movie, she mm-hmm. goes, no, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and proceeds to continue to sit next to me, but was on her phone for the entirety of the two and a half hours that this movie runs. Now that's that's a brave move. Yeah, on her part. Mm-hmm. That's something. Yeah. So she she did. Well, she put it to me this way: it was it was worth it because every now and then she'd look up, and God knows what would be happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of entertaining for her, was to look up from her podcasts and drawing application to uh, see just whatever the fuck was happening on the screen. And I got to tell you, Sam, it could have been literally, literally anything happening mm-hmm. in this yeah. one. Um, so how was my watch? My watch was was brain numbing. It was it was life scarring. Mm-hmm. This this movie is wretched, <laughs> absolutely horrible. And it's two and a half hours long. It it makes and and I think this is pretty easy to say. It makes the racist, horrible shit fest that was the Lady Killers look like a mortal lock for an Oscar <laughs> nomination. <laughs> if there were only two movies in any given year, and one of them was this one, the other movie would by default win every single award. Yes. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, but I I gots to know, because your watch sounds like it got a little squirrely, because I texted you to break, to part the kimono <laughs> a little bit. I texted you <laughs> and was like, I'm out. Do you want to record tonight? And you said, <laughs> you said, bro, I have an hour and a half left on this movie. <laughs> yeah. and, and I had told you, okay, so I believe I told you that at 8.30 p.m. my time. Yeah. And I, I had told you uh, at 4 o'clock my time that I was starting the movie. Yes, very early in the afternoon you, you started this film. Yes, so so let me explain as my cat yells at me for being up too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, today was my last day at my job. Yeah. Uh, and so, so let me actually, if you don't mind, give a few shout outs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Jacob and Michael, fucking thank you so much. You gave me by far the greatest last day at work I have ever had. Uh, granted, it's a short list, but still, fucking phenomenal day. Uh, so you guys awesome chris and elizabeth also thank you so much you guys are the best aaron jamie Haley. i i don't know why you listen to this and continue to employ me but <laughs> but you did and thank you for that laura jaslyn Jeannie, uh les all of you just fucking legends uh aaron i don't know if i mentioned aaron before but aaron you're a legend too I, you know, I worked with some really great people. Sure. Uh, but, uh, so, so, but, uh, but Michael and Jacob really went above and beyond today because they did get not one, but two cameos from, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling adjacent characters, mm-hmm. uh, known as <laughs> Mo Train and Luke. I, this one's my favorite, Purvis Rottenbelly. 
Oh, uh, that's so good. Who looks like, he looks like, folks, the Joker fucked a bee. And, <laughs> and, and these cameos are fucking phenomenal. And then as I was eating lunch, which was provided by Nokomis, who's also fucking awesome, uh, they surprised me with not one, not two, but 13 Zoa Warrior Energy drinks. <laughs> You've got so you're up to your tits and rock juice, my man. I have so much fucking rock juice. And folks, I've never had an energy drink before. But but I promised I promised Jacob and Michael, you know what? I'll try it uh because they provided it. And uh Luke Rock Juice, very good. Mm-hmm. It's extremely tasty. Uh the smell is not as good. And uh, I couldn't even get halfway through a can. Oh, man, you wimped out on me. See, when I did this live, I did sort of slam the entire thing. And I got to tell you, you probably made the right choice because the effects it had on my body were quite intense. I got to tell you, man, the effects it had on all of us was uh, pretty, pretty bonkers. (laughs) Uh, Because Jacob's the only one who finished his Zoho Healthy Warrior energy drink. And... Uh, maybe first of all everyone in the office kept coming up to us asking if we were okay because we were cackling and filled with an energy that can only be described as unsafe yeah and uh and then about 30 minutes later jacob comes up to me and is drenched in sweat (laughs) he's like hey are you hot too and i was like actually yes i'm burning up uh michael drank two massive bottles of water and was still thirsty we all had horrible cotton mouth. I did you know I did what? mention the cotton mouth when I drank it on air. It was not great for podcast audio. It's dastardly. Uh it, Chris even had most of a, a Zoa Energy Warrior drink, uh, which I think I've said wrong, but whatever. And uh and he also was sort of waylaid by the negative side effects of this drink. So uh I did leave work shortly after, uh just really burning up and <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I I consume that drink at uh yeah about one o'clock, and I'm still tasting it. I'm so, yeah. I'm so tired of this drink; it hangs around. Oh fuck yeah, dude! That's the good shit right there. Oh my god! It's so now I've got you know these burps that are a weird mix of nachos and Zoa Energy Warrior Warrior <laughs> Energy Mix drink (laughs) your inability to get the words in the right sequence is very fascinating to me (laughs) it's a side effect of the drink i think (laughs) so uh fortunately i had that sort of powering me uh as as i got home and decided you know what kenna said she absolutely under no circumstances would watch this film with me so i'm gonna power through it before i eat dinner Mm mm-hmm so I start watching the movie, and then Kenna comes home much earlier than I anticipated. So uh, about 30 minutes into the movie, I pause it, and I say, you know what? I, I'm going to go scoop the, the cat litter, because that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And kind of seems like a better thing to do than keep watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I do scoop the cat litter, and then I'm like, well, I'll go watch the movie for another hour or so, and then and then we'll have dinner. So... 
Oh, that that energy drink. <laughs> I um, can see the pain. The pain in your face. <laughs> it's fighting me from within. Um, so so then I watch it for another hour, and then Kenna, uh, while I'm watching this, from the other room just goes, what are you watching? <laughs> uh, to, to which I screamed back, I wish I knew. Uh, and she said, let me find it. Uh, I believe she said it sounded like... Uh, yeah, it sounded like GTA in that she hated even hearing it. Mm, uh, yeah. it's uh, Man, folks at home, we're going to get into it. But that, oh, is per, that is perhaps the best smell test on the planet, as if Kenneth mm-hmm. viscerally hates <laughs> even hearing a film. And I'd say it's completely justified. So good job, yes. Kenneth. So I watch for another half hour and then get so furiously confused and <laughs> disgusted by this movie that I say, fuck it, I will finish this in the morning. Mm. Uh, let's make nachos. And then, <laughs> and so that was my plan. And then you, you texted me about <laughs> wanting to record tonight. <laughs> And, uh, and how you had half an hour left, and I was like, fuck it, I'll house this thing. I've still got some warrior energy within me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so I did. Luke, I broke every rule in the book on this one. I was on my phone. I split the movie up into three fucking pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most punishing watch of my life. Yeah, this one was rough, so I'm not even going to fine you according to our bylaws for this one because <laughs> my man it was it was a toughie um yeah dude oh. do you i dare i even say it would you like a plot for this movie luke honestly i need it because i don't know what it was yeah but i don't think you can provide it with all due respect I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my best. I've been mulling over this for the last hour because you said I have an hour and a half left on the movie. I spent thirty minutes doing other things. I've spent about the last hour sitting in bed trying to figure out how to deliver a plot for this movie. So my dude, I'm ready. Well, take us away, Luke. I I need to know what the plot of the movie I just watched is. Yeah. Okay. So buckle up, folks. Here we go. It's post-apocalyptic Los Angeles, or as the movie refers to it, the Southland, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be thinking, that's confusing. Well, f- just fucking saddle up, bucko. <laughs> yeah, that, this is the least confusing part of the movie. Yeah, that one makes sense. In the broadest possible strokes, this movie follows the lives of four different people. You have Sarah Michelle Gellar as a porn star who's working to like get into the world of business. You've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's involved with said porn star and is a famous action hero slash stan of the Republican Party, basically, and is related to a senator, a Republican senator in California. Mm -hmm. And then you've got two brothers, one of which is a cop. The other one is a war hero from Afghanistan or sorry, Mm -hmm. Iraq from the Iraq war. Now, all four of these people their lives kind of conjoin and then like separate and come back together again. And they have sort of consequences for the world at large, which is again, this dystopian Los Angeles. Now that is, if you're thinking that makes sense, 
That's because I have distilled it down to the literal like nuts and bolts. <laughs> Folks, everything goes off the rails immediately. There's like 50 different characters in this. There's a whole plot about neo-Marxists who are trying to overthrow the the state government, the federal government, which yes. runs, what is it called? IDNet? Something like that? Uh, U.S. Ident? U.S. Ident, which is like the internet, but it's controlled by the federal government, and it's basically a big brother state because they have, like, watchtowers with submachine guns up all over the yes. city that will shoot people. Um, you know what it reminded me of, Sam? Um, a fever dream you never want to remember? Basically, because it reminded me of Repo the Genetic Opera. And if you've seen Repo the Genetic nope. Opera, which I know I'm speaking to like two people at yeah, this point. Yeah, really narrow casting <laughs> on this one. This movie has the same fever and feverish intensity, but none of the aesthetic and none of the like <laughs> style or class to it. But otherwise, it's exactly the same. We're bounced from like nonsensical scene to nonsensical scene. Again, there's like a million different characters in this flick. Amy Poehler's in here briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Poehler is in here. And Luke, you described this movie as well as literally anyone could. And yet you left out the fact that Justin Timberlake plays a key role, <sighs> but also sort of on the edges of this movie. Yeah. Hey, Justin Timberlake is the narrator of this flick. Yes. Um, Doing a weird semi-southern accent, mm -hmm. um, and that sometimes is more southern, and sometimes is less southern. Yeah, and there's an intense amount of exposition that goes into this movie, so he's really shouldering a lot of the oh, burden yeah. to try to explain things. Which clearly, I mean, I I'm acting like I understand this movie, Sam. I didn't get a fucking lick of what this movie's no. supposed to be about. No, I'll I'll tell you right now. I I don't know if we're going right into the review or not. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, just let's just go for it because I I'm desperate to talk about this movie. So many of my notes are just questions, <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on, and and uh, the point at which I quit watching the movie mm -hmm. and decided I would resume it in the morning because I was too confused and angry was when two cars fucked each other and. Folks, you might be thinking, oh, maybe, like, two cars got into a wreck. No. No. One car literally got behind another car, mm -hmm. mounted it, grew a tailpipe penis, yeah. and then fucked the other car's uh, exhaust pussy. Yes, which forms into the shape of a vulva. Sam, you are 100% correct. Ding, ding, ding. That yeah. is a real thing that happened in this movie. And they comment and on it. Other people in the movie are like, did yeah. I just see a car fuck another car? And they're like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. So, so, Luke, I'm going to show you what my notes look like when yeah. I saw that scene uh, where I wrote, <laughs> in all capitals, what? What? And then, Luke, this really got to me because I also wrote, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Yeah. This really, this really threw me into a bad place real fast. Yeah, it did, and that was not even, not even really like a third the way through this flick. No, it was, it was just before fifty-eight minutes into the movie, which again, <sighs> folks, is a 
truly criminal two hours and 24 minutes. Yeah, dude. Okay. I'm just going to start spitfiring stuff off. And I, you know, feel free to do the same. Yeah. Whatever, um, man. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I should also say that, folks, it, lest you think we're being, uh, like, over the top or that we're exaggerating how bad it is, my wife told me, I feel sorry for you that yeah. you have to watch this. Well, as as a counterpoint to that even, or uh, or, you know, another tally in that column, Everybody who's involved with this film, there are several actors, including Justin Timberlake, who have gone on record as saying, I have no idea what this movie is about. This is the man who narrated the whole thing, who gave us hefty exposition, Mm -hmm. and he has no clue what this movie is about. No, no one does. No. Except one person. Yeah. Luke, one person understands this movie, and that is... Actual fucking war criminal Richard Kelly, mm-hmm. who who made it. Yeah, and I, Luke, I I don't necessarily want to get into the IMDb facts right away, but I need to read you one of these. Okay, because yeah, it is so mind meltingly insane and stupid that if your eyes don't fucking bleed while you run screaming from the room, mm-hmm. uh. They, there is nothing you can't handle. Okay. Okay? Yeah, yeah. In addition to the feature film, an expanded version of Southland Tales will be presented as a six-part interactive experience with the prequel saga, saga to be published as three separate 90 to 130-page graphic novels, each written by Kelly. The graphic novels will be released over a six-month period early in 2007, leading up to the film's release with the feature film comprised of the story's final three chapters. In addition, the film's official website will be one of the largest and most elaborate ever designed for a feature film. Richard Kelly describes the graphic novels as a, quote, work in tandem with the website, creating a more epic multimedia experience for those interested in taking the plunge. I blacked out. I blacked yeah. out the minute you started talking about graphic novels, Sam. Yeah. Hey, <clears throat> this this is rock bottom. Yeah. We thought we hit it. Mm-hmm. We really did, man. And we were so fucking <coughs> wrong. This Excuse is Excuse me. This is horrific. We have Justin Timber like telling us about the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't get why. There's no. a, a knockoff Will Ferrell who gets hit by a police car twice. Mm-hmm. I I just I don't get it. Yeah, Cockchuggers two cockchugging, which is a film that Sarah Shaw Geller has made. Um, okay, Sam. Like like I said, here's here's in no certain order some things that are rattling around my skull mm-hmm. and probably will be for the rest of time. You're welcome, audience, that we, <laughs> we watch this movie on your behalf. So this movie has title cards marking yes. different acts. Sam, they mm-hmm. start... It's It starts at four. Yeah, again, because the graphic novels are the first three. Oh, my God, that's Dick why. Dick Kelly, what the fuck? fuck is wrong with you dick yeah this is literally that was the exact moment that my roommate dipped is when that title card came up i said 
it starts at four question mm-hmm. mark and she was gone and yeah i was mystified for the rest of the movie because it goes four five six and i'm like what the fuck is happening did i black out did i have a seizure Mm-hmm. yeah no i got extremely confused when i saw the first title card was four and i was like oh maybe it's like that foot fetishist quentin tarantino yes where it's all out of order and i have to reassemble it like a bad puzzle that i paid too much money for yeah which would have been like in the right context could have been cool like if they'd done that for the witcher like if they had put some fucking years up before mm-hmm. each episode just to tell us what in the fuck we're supposed to do with the, the sequencing yes. of The Witcher. But no, this is straightforward. They just started at four. Yeah, because old Dick Kelly, a man who should either be banished from every <laughs> society or put on trial at The Hague or, frankly, both, yeah. uh, was like, I want to do some graphic novels and a multimedia website. Because I'm a fucking dipshit. Yeah. Oh, my God, Sam. Um, I'm convinced. Well, okay, another part of this movie that's smaller is at one point, um, I want to say it's Amy Poehler, but it might be Sarah Michelle Gellar. Somebody calls somebody else a cockfucker, and I'm Uh deeply confused by this. Uh, I have no explanation for it. And it is not the most egregious of details in this movie, but it was confusing. Yeah, I don't... There are so many things that get said in this movie that don't make an ounce of fucking sense. Like Amy Poehler's, his dick was fucking 200 inches long. Yeah, which is screamed during... So the neo-Marxists, I'm gonna... Sam, I'm gonna do my damnedest to just break down some of these scenes. Because here's why. I want folks oh. at home to know some of the content so that they can grok how little of it stitches together. Yes. So this is in a scene when the neo-Marxist Amy Poehler and uh, another guy whose name I don't remember um, are... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, are having a screaming argument so that the one of the brothers who is not the cop but is dressed up as the cop is going to come in and pretend to shoot them and then The Rock will have filmed it on his camera because he's doing a ride-along to research for his movie. Is your head spinning yet? (laughs) This is a single five-minute sequence of this movie. And it gets more confusing because John Lovett's RoboCop shows up Mm -hmm. and blows Amy Poehler and the other guy away and then takes Dwayne's camera and fucks off. Yeah, and the and Dwayne makes the weirdest scared face. It's literally like a cartoon face. Yes. Of someone who's scared and he's twiddling his fingers. And he does this for the rest of the movie. He yeah, like twiddles a, his fingers. We get a lot of anxious Dwayne, which he's clearly uncomfortable doing because he's never felt scared in his life. Yeah. Not a natural and, emotion for this guy. No, it doesn't make any sense, and they try to explain it at one point because he's actually gone through a rift and traveled 69 nice Nice. minutes into the past? Yes. And and his past self blew up, but his future and past self existed 
at the same time together. Yeah. And so he t- he taps his fingers together to because <laughs> Come on, buddy. Hold, You're hold, right there on the launch pad. T- we can get this rocket his, in the air. He, he taps his fingers together because his two souls were around each other at the same time. <laughs> But hey, don't worry, folks. Monkey souls can't go through the rift. Yeah, apparently they chucked a bunch of when they discovered the rift. Hey, okay. Why does the rift exist, you're asking? Well, that's because <laughs> there's a guy. So basically, World War Three has happened because a bunch of nukes get set off in the beginning of the movie. And so it's dystopian because of World War Three. Yeah, Sam? Can I interrupt? The, so, folks... Lest you think that the nukes detonated in population centers. They didn't. It was in Abilene, Texas and El Paso, Texas. Why? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this sparked World War Three. It's cute. Uh, a couple years later, and uh, life is basically fine in Southern California, except there's a huge World War Three going on, and there's a lack of oil. So what does one guy do? This crazy scientist who's named Baron comes up with a liquid karma is what it's called system that uses the natural tides of the ocean to create infinite energy but lo and behold the way it transports energy uses quantum technology that's opened up a rift in the space-time continuum and it's also slowing down the earth which is the whole plot of the movie that the rock and uh sarah michelle geller have written at the beginning of this movie holy shit sam this is i have a it's like a sixteenth of the plot. I have a fucking brain hemorrhage from you explaining <laughs> that. Oh my god! Yeah, so so I should say uh, it's probably worth saying that Dwayne plays both Boxer Santeros, a Republican actor with no memory, mm-hmm. and also Jericho uh, Kane, the character in the movie that this movie becomes yes that foreshadowed the reality of their world in which the world is being slowed down by liquid karma and yes. there's now a huge rift also it, the fact that he for a portion of this movie kind of thinks he's the lead character in his script leads to one of my favorite parts of this movie okay which is uh a woman who works for the the federal organization that's tracking everybody uh gets gets the script Mm-hmm. And thinks she is a character in the book as well. And so she starts feeding yes. information to Dwayne, leading to her finding him on Venice Beach uh, and then giving him some information and then screaming at him, I need to suck your dick. Yes. A real line that is yelled four or five times yeah, in this and, movie. And holds him at gunpoint. Yes. Telling him that she has to suck his dick. Yeah. And and the only reason she doesn't suck his dick is because Justin Timberlake kills her. Yeah, from one of these watchtower thingies. It's, yeah. And again, folks, this is like, this is three minutes of the film, and then we immediately cut to something else that's just as buck wild. Yeah, so, okay. Luke, uh, uh, something occurred to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, while I was watching this. Well, several things occurred to me um, as my mind melted out of my fucking skull. Yeah. And no two lines of dialogue in this movie 
make any sense no. with any other line of dialogue. No, to the point that a critic, because again, I've done some research on this, a critic mm-hmm. pointed out that it almost feels like Kelly has never met another human being. And I it, don't think he has. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, it just, it honestly, folks, it it's it sounds like a teen thought of the coolest sentences that a teen would think were cool mm-hmm. and just strung <laughs> them together for two and a half hours. And it is shot like the most wretched student film mm-hmm. you've ever seen. To go back to the lines briefly, the last this is all I told my wife about this movie. She asked how it was, and I said, well, the last line of this movie is, I'm a pimp, and pimps don't commit suicide. Cut to black. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got some wild ass shit about suicide in this movie, and it sucks. Oh, they, it really does. They use some bad, outdated language. Uh, it's it's not good, folks. If if you're having a hard time, uh, do do call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, you can you can dial nine eight eight actually, and it'll just get you there right away, and, yeah. and they'll help you out. Fuck this! There's an extended scene, uh, where Dwayne and Sean William Scott are talking to each other in a police car, uh, and this is before they both say the N word, which was horrible. Oh, deeply, uh, deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, and instead they're talking about. A baby that doesn't poop or pee. And then Sean William Scott says, I haven't shit or pissed in six days. Yes. Yeah. I have no explanation for this. Yeah. I I got nothing. (laughs) Folks. Folks. Here's what honestly made me really fucking angry about this movie. Is it is. It's a pure act of cowardice. And and let me explain why. Because, Luke, okay. I, you're scratching your head. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a movie where it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's super into porn. Oh, we've got cock chuggers, too, cock chugging, and a woman screaming at Dwayne that she needs to suck his cock, and all this, like, super, like, sexual language and all this, like, horny shit. And, folks, there's not a single nip, not... Not a man, not a woman, not a cat, not a dog, not a non-binary person, not a fucking cow. No nips, no asses, no pussies, no cocks, nothing. Yeah. And it's sh- it, and the acting is like that that you would see in a porno, except worse somehow. <laughs> it's just it's so it's so fucking gormless. This goddamn movie because like you can be that fucking hypersexual, but like. Fucking own it, you sack of shit, Dick yeah. Kelly. Which I would point again at Repo the Genetic Opera as a good example of what you're talking about. Where it's so hypersexual and they do in fact deliver on those points. Sam, you you raised an interesting point that I want to celebrate. Which is that uh-huh. this has porno level writing. In that a thing yes. will happen and then it bequeaths another thing that is in no way related to it. But we're no. just sort of supposed to assume that it, it works itself out. Yeah. 
So, like in a porno where someone's like, I have delivered your sausage pizza, and then two people rail the fuck out of each other. <laughs> in this one, it's Sean William Scott says, I haven't shit or pissed in six days, and yeah. then John Lovitz murders Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah. And then The Rock makes a very scared face and twiddles his fingers. Yeah. Yes. That's the... Okay. I'll... I'll say this. I went through the the full five stages of guilt with this motherfucker. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, not guilt, of grief. <laughs> I guess guilt, too. Um, no, you should not feel any guilt. <laughs> the only guilt you should feel, Luke, is for subjecting anyone else in your household or, frankly, anyone else within the fucking zip code yeah. to this thing. Oh, what was I saying? Um, the stages of grief. There were moments... Where when I, if I could fully turn off my brain and mm-hmm. sort of get into the delirious, feverish headspace that this movie was trying to embody, I could kind of get what was happening. But they oh, were I'm... very rare, lucid moments in just oh. a sea of diarrhea. I'm so jealous, man, because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't to save my fucking life. Yeah. I, I just... I just wish this actually was a porno. Yeah. I even, I even wrote uh, somewhere in here, please show me a nipple, any nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's so fucking confusing. And sure, did I help myself by stopping 20 minutes in and then resuming it for 30 minutes and then stopping for several hours? Mm. no but i no human can be asked to take this all in yeah and here's the problem with this movie is that at one point i had to pee so to to again part the kimono a little bit sometimes if it's like left left behind i'll just go pee and leave the movie running Uh i know i'm not supposed to but sometimes nicholas cage is doing stuff and i'm not gonna miss anything uh but Sam, I did pause Southland Tales because Ugh. I swear to God, I got up to go get a drink at one point and I was like, <laughs> I won't miss anything. I came back. Justin Timberlake was lip syncing to a killer song and it yeah. went on for four minutes. We get just a music video. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. And I missed no. the, the hypothetical apropos. Uh, so, Luke? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you what it was? Yes, please. And literally, folks, I got up for like 30 seconds to go get some water. Okay. Uh, did you see the part where Justin Timberlake is talking to his plastic surgeon's son? <laughs> yes. This movie, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And you saw the part where Justin Timberlake says, do you have blood? Yeah, do you bleed is what he says. Do you bleed? bleed? Whatever. It's all the same, and Mm -hmm. it's all nothing. We're here, we're not here, we're (laughs) dead, we're alive. I want to be dead. Um, (laughs) So he injects himself with that weird auto-injector that everyone has? Yeah, everybody's on drugs in this movie, for sure. And then he just has a drug trip that is him (laughs) lip-syncing or doing a music video to that killer song. Yeah. Okay. So I, I literally didn't miss anything other than him injecting himself with drugs. Yeah, that was it. 
That's that's all you miss. I- cue, cue the four-minute, probably very expensive music video that we produced with JT for this one. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. So th- this is actually a fun little tidbit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, a couple months ago, or maybe a few weeks ago, I don't remember. It was some time ago. Time doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, Ken and I were flipping through the channels and happened upon Southland Tales. Oh, who and Sam, who the fuck was playing this movie? Well, Luke, I'm glad you asked because paid off again. It was stars. Mm, yeah, I did notice that this had the old stars emblem on it. Yep. Uh, (laughs) it's, it's really coming through. That investment's getting a big old return this year. Yeah. Uh, so, so we were flipping through Southland Tales and, and we turn it on and it's the national anthem scene toward the end of the movie. Yeah. Which is half in Spanish for no real reason. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? And at the time, Ken and I both were like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and I was like, well, I we can't watch this because I have to watch it later for the podcast. Yeah. And Luke, I watched all the movie before that point, and I saw that part, and I said, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if you've seen the movie, the rest of the movie or not. No scene makes any sense. No, which is I was going to say this earlier, but I got sidetracked by some bullshit in this movie. I am. <laughs> utterly convinced that they did this movie one scene at a time because there's yeah yeah there's no way they didn't yeah because you can see the actors working their asses off like amy poehler is a great example trying to deliver these lines and inhabit a motivation you know be embody the physicality of the character but it's clear that they're only managing to do it literally one scene at a time yeah, and I, so I do want to give Dwayne some some props here, mm-hmm. uh, because he is giving this role his all. Oh He's yeah, a garbage, nonsensical role in which he has a tattoo of the Star of David on his belly button and Jesus on his back. Yeah, n- never explained. <laughs> no, uh, not a bit. And it, he. He is putting his heart and soul into this. And you can tell he's really trying to wring whatever he can out of it. And it's still shit. But yeah. I respect the hell out of him. God bless that man. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Ball tasing. Yeah, a guy does get tased in the nuts, huh? That's a pretty good scene. For a long time. Yeah. Oh, we're talking like a minute and a half straight. Yeah. Um... What was with the woman who smokes? So you mean the the attaché to the Baron, the guy that made Liquid Karma. There's a woman that just smokes all the time? Yeah, and then dances randomly in a room? Yeah, I think she's meant to be like in uh, Kingsman, uh, sort of the like sexy, murderous uh, mm. attaché, because she does cut off a guy's hand at one point when the, the Japanese... Does president prime minister i don't know what they have um uh, who knows the head of state <laughs> we're educated <laughs> is making a deal for access to liquid karma and in exchange he has to give up a finger because there's a whole subplot in this movie about people 
having their fingers stolen so that they can vote in different states or, or something. something. Yeah. <laughs> and she chops off his whole hand instead of a finger. So I think that's supposed to be her purpose. Sam, I just love that every time we chip at a small detail of this movie, it's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, there's the whole elephant brigade brigade that's spreading vaccines through all the neighborhoods mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, there's <laughs> just another thing. It every it, it's an avalanche every time. Yeah. You pick up one little little handful of snow and the whole mountainside falls on top of you. Oh my god. It's it's so fucking bad, but Luke uh I rock stocks. Rock stocks. <laughs> <laughs> let's take let's let's go for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We'll take the check that he made off of this movie and we'll go deposit it for him. Yeah, uh, he's too tired after doing this role to deliver. And as and as well, he should be. Yeah, yeah. let's let's go. Luke, what the fuck is freak man virtue? I have no fucking clue. I don't even know how to describe that to the folks at home. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to okay. try this time. <laughs> Th- throughout the movie, we get shown TV screens that sort of looks like a sort of like 24-hour like news network mm-hmm. where it's got all the like chirons on it. Is that what it's called, a chiron? I think it's a marquee, isn't it? Uh, whatever. The ticker? The, you're talking about the tickers? Oh, yeah. A chiron's like high. Whatever. Yeah. So it's got like a ticker <laughs> or a marquee. Or fancy ass graphics that look like dog shit, and it, so it keeps showing the same ones, and it'll be like Mafrakerbergakba, and then it'll flash, and it'll say Freak Man Virtue. Yeah, and I, I think I'm being activated or radicalized, <laughs> <laughs> but something not good is happening to me because Freak Man Virtue. Yeah, that's going to live rent-free in your head for the rest of time. Trying to figure out what in the hell freak man virtue is supposed to be. Yeah, and I imagine what's going to happen is uh, it's going to rattle around in my skull for years, and then Richard Kelly is going to pass by me on the street, and he's going to say freak man virtue, and I'm going to (laughs) immediately bolt to the nearest politician to kill them. Yeah. Yeah, that I'll makes like, sense. I'll like buy a plane ticket and go kill the president or something. Yeah, uh, which is a joke. This is a joke. Yeah, please. I will the, not be doing that <laughs> for all of the people in the watchtowers. Justin Timberlake, please, please do not shoot Sam. Uh, yeah, he please. Means well, please do not. Um, hey, Luke, real, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Real quick. Hey, Moby did the music for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moby? <laughs> what? <laughs> so so this is actually the perfect segue because I was going to do some IMDb facts. Oh, and here's, yeah. Here's what I love about the Moby fact is that it's like, oh, I would never do uh I I would never do a movie soundtrack, but I did this one. Mhm. Because I liked Donnie Darko. I think that's the only reason anybody signed up for this is that everyone was like, well, the guy made Donnie Darko. I've read the script and it's garbage, but I guess I don't know, man. Um, 
And lest you think that we're being too hard on old Dick Kelly. Mm-hmm. He said that this is his proudest accomplishment. I did read that. I did read that in my brief research, trying to make sense of this movie afterwards. And that's, yeah. uh, that's challenging. Boy, it is. It, he should be jailed just for that statement. That's that's like a man who's made a, an entire statue out of shotgun shells and like juicy fruit, and, and is like and come <laughs> and is like this is my crowning achievement. It's you support him, but you don't understand it at no. all. No, not not at all. Um, did you also see that Justin Timberlake shot all his shit in one day? I did not. Holy shit! What? Yeah. What a lucky bastard. Yeah. God, I can you imagine showing up and then reading the just like barest scraps of the script that you have to shoot that day and being mm-hmm. like, I don't know, but I hope it all works in the end. <laughs> and then seeing the movie and be like, ah, nope. Nah, beans. It didn't. It didn't make <laughs> sense at all. Honestly, <laughs> here's what I think happened. I think. JT recorded all the shit for it. He did he did all the scenes and then he said, "Man, I fucking hope this check goes through <laughs> cuz it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's going this seems like this is a check that's going to bounce." Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and that's all he needed. Yeah, they had me lip sync to a killer song for like 5 <laughs> minutes. I don't know, man. <laughs> Okay, here's one that I'm going to read to you. Um, And I'm not even going to read all of it because there's only one important part. Okay. Richard Kelly has claimed on his MySpace blog, and I'm done. (laughs) Nothing Nothing that follows those words should give you any reason to listen. Yeah, Man, that's a that's not even a blast from the past. This was made in 2007. MySpace had been dead for 10 years by this point, folks. I just love it's like, yeah, Richard Kelly writing on fucking MySpace. It's like, no, you don't. The fact that it's on MySpace lets you know you don't have to listen. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, that's incredible. So this this movie uh, premiered at uh, Cannes. Hey, yes, it did. And here's the thing. People did not enjoy it, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is very valid and I would say objectively correct. Yeah. But here's the thing, Luke. So what we watched was 144, 145 minutes. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. It was 160 minutes at Cannes. Oh, no. And you took that to Cannes? Yeah. Oh, man. See, this is why you got to have good friends. Because at some point, somebody has to tell you, no, you can't wear that stupid hat out or your outfit is bad. You got to change it. Or your movie is a gigantic pile of hot garbage that does not make sense. And you're going to be deeply embarrassed to show this off at the world's premier film festival it see that would be a normal reaction except again we've got richard kelly ostensibly on his myspace saying that he's very proud of this movie yeah yep i mean it must make sense to him 
It shouldn't. Um, is it, that all the uh, the IMDb facts you have, or do you got do you got any more tasty nuggets? I mean, that's that's actually pretty much all I wrote because. Okay. Yeah. So I have a small bone to pick with this film. Just a small one. Yeah, just just a. I got a nitpick. If you know, if Kelly's taking notes or accepting okay. critiques, um, which is that. So we were we already mentioned this, but whenever they go through the time thing, it zaps them back sixty nine minutes into the past. Nice. Nice. Here's the thing, Sam. They telegraphed that number all over this movie. There's people wearing, like, jerseys that have 69 on them. At one point, Mm -hmm. there's a giant billboard that has 69 on it. Dick Kelly has to know that's the sex number, right? Yeah. Well, again, it's this weird hypersexual movie without any actual sex Mm, in it. You are correct, sir. That explains it. And yep. so he's like, uh, 69. Again, it's it's very fucking like sophomoric. And I sound like such a fucking twat for saying that, but <laughs> it this movie is so fucking childish that way, and it's like, oh, cock penis jerk off. Burp, 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 fuck. Uh, fuck me so hard. And then there's no sex. Yeah, not even a hint of it. Or we have a a porn star in this film. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, who again is just selling the shit out of this role or trying mm-hmm. to. Um and in no way is she sexual. Like no. we don't see her on set. We hear about her being in cock chuggers. Um and I'm not asking for an entire extended, you know, gangbang sequence or anything, but no. just it doesn't fit her character at all. Like if if I were blasted onto this into this movie's reality. And you pointed at her and said, what does she do? I might be like, I don't know. Maybe she's a med student or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Perhaps a Girl Scout. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I don't know. So I think I know how to fix it. Okay. Oh, my God. If you can fix this movie, I will. I will give you the world, my friend. Okay. Uh, Luke, this movie is a two and a half hour orgy with Dwayne Johnson at the center, and there's just a revolving cast of fairly famous actors, and it's just Justin Timberlake narrating the plot that has nothing to do with this orgy. Okay, okay, so let me make sure I'm following this. So Uh what you're saying is that the film itself is just an orgy. Yes, Okay, and then and then JT is giving us narration that's everything else that's really confusing about this. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Hang on, I'm having to peel back layers of my brain that I've sort of built around what I understood about this movie. And I think you're correct. I think yeah. this makes perfect sense. It fixes my one complaint, one of my many complaints with the movie, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to see a nipple. Yeah. Hey, we... I'm just not putting this together. We don't even see Dwayne's nipples in this. No. No. No no man nipples. No non-binary nipples. No woman nipples. No animal nipples. We don't even see the car's nipples when they fuck each other. (laughs) Which, real quick, there are two things in this movie that are well put together in a CGI sense. Or coming close to it. Um, and then everything else in this movie that's CGI is dog shit. 
And I'm not mm-hmm. being mean. It's like they ran out of budget. Because yes. it's like PS1 era graphics. It's so fucking bad. But the two things that they did spend some time on, I'll put it that way, are the mm-hmm. gigantic blimp at the end. Because the Baron has built a gigantic blimp that I think he's named after his mom that they're yeah. having a giant party on at the end of the world. It doesn't matter. The other thing <laughs> is the car fucking scene, mm-hmm. which they've clearly put a lot of... And it does, it looks like worse than Toy Story 1, Yeah, but they've clearly I mean, put in some effort. Yeah, it it is 100% something that in in a blind rage uh Richard Kelly screamed at someone <laughs> saying it has to be exactly like this so he can finish. Yeah. Oh my god, this movie Sam, this is the worst. This is the worst it's ever been. It's so bad, folks. Like I know we watch a lot of bad movies and I know we complain a lot about a lot of movies. This is it is blisteringly bad. Yes. It is it, there's there's a lot of weird toilet stuff in here too. There are a lot of scenes with people getting shot and falling and dying on a toilet cuz it's yeah. funny, I guess. And then the the woman who works for USI Dent who falls in love with Dwayne Johnson and threatens to kill him if she can't suck his cock mm-hmm. on the on a crowded beach. She she's shown to be on bathroom duty for like over twenty four hours where she's just watching cameras of toilets be, being used. Yeah, and she is pounding down Cheetos. Yeah, and it just. I don't think you should be eating a whole lot when you're on bathroom duty. <laughs> You'd think an appetite would be hard to come by if yeah. that was your primary duty for more than 20 hours, as well, they point and it's, out. And it's this bizarre scene where, like, she's on bathroom duty, and then, it, and then like, there's a guy who's like, she's been on bathroom duty for, like, 20 hours. and And then it just cuts back to her, and she starts out of, apropos of nothing shuffling Cheetos into her mouth and like chewing with her mouth open and the camera yeah. stays on her for a long time and oh is it just that Richard Kelly has very strange sexual proclivities yes I think I think categorically based on many things in this film we can say that for sure yeah so he knows the words of your sort of prototypical sex but these are not the things that get him going. <laughs> no. Much like uh, Tom Hanks and Finch, uh, who required bridges to sort of get hard. Yeah, uh, yeah Richard Kelly's proclivities uh, are deep off the map, if yeah. you will. They are nowhere he, near the, the established landmarks. He needs a, a CGI car to mount another CGI car and then grow a tail penis and stick it right into the other car's exhaust pussy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the tip of the iceberg, I have a feeling, with him. Oh, uh, yeah. And sort of what he's into. Yeah. Deep throat, too. <laughs> Sam, I'm losing the energy to be able to explain these things. <laughs> I don't even... You know what? There's a person who threatens to reveal some footage of Dwayne with Sarah Michelle Geller. 
they go yep. by they go by deep throat too which is yeah. just as you've pointed out a million times and it's starting to really click with me it's like a 13 year old wrote this movie and was just like here's the coolest names i can come up with here's the coolest yeah. dialogue what is this person's secret spy name it's deep throat 2 electric boogaloo of course yeah. man hey what's cooler than deep throat deep throat 2 <laughs> Down to the fact that every single extra character, of which there are many, there's like 50 different characters in this. So many. They all have names like Buck Van Dorf or (laughs) Zachary Hardcase or whatever. Or Fontaneous McGillicuddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's, It's so fucking stupid. There's also a scene like in the middle of the movie... Uh, where there are just a whole lot of plot twists that are kind of not even really plot... Like, it's presented as a plot twist, but it's just new information to us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if we'd read the graphic novels... And Fuck explored, that. explored the website, the multimedia experience. Yeah, if we go to Richard's MySpace, it'll yeah. link to his Zanga, where we can find several clues that'll lead us to his LinkedIn page. Yeah, and maybe an there, Earth space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His GeoCities account. There's an Alienware laptop in here. Yeah, there's a couple, actually. I did clock this, and good eye, sir, because yeah. I noticed the same thing. Um, I don't know what that says about Alienware. I think they I got attached to the project. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, we'll throw some money at this for sure. You'll you'll make us look real good, right?" <laughs> but but uh, we'll throw some money at this, but only if you promise to use an Alienware computer to render the scene of the two cars fucking. Yeah, <laughs> here's what we're gonna use the computers for. Who? What now? <laughs> Hey, um, did you enjoy the monkey soul theory that we got? Oh, okay. So we touched on this briefly and I meant to explain it more. So apparently when Baron Von What's-His-Face first discovers the time portal, not making this up, again, part of the movie, um, (laughs) they first decide (laughs) to explore the time portal by chucking a bunch of monkeys into it. But it doesn't work because they don't have souls. No, Luke, I I wish you were right because that would be defensible. Mm-hmm. It's it's that monkey souls can't handle that kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. If this movie were 30 minutes long, I I would have had the best time with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If it had taken up basic, if it had been a weird YouTube video, (laughs) it would have been fucking amazing. And honestly, with the production value and the the writing, it Mm -hmm. is essentially a weird YouTube video that was way too long. Yes, that had a $17 million budget and Dwayne The Rock Johnson (laughs) for some reason. Yeah, and I just want it out there. The Baron is played by Wallace Shawn. Yeah. In a lot of makeup and weird hair. There's just a lot of weird shit on the edges of this, but also in the middle. 
in the forefront. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I have a quote that that I like, but I don't want to steal your final quote. It's I guarantee you, it's not my final quote. Okay. Well, th- this comes quite late in the movie yeah. as Dwayne is is having a weirdly sexually charged interaction with the smoking lady yeah who who blew up his past self or something mm-hmm. yeah and he says the fourth dimension will collapse on itself you stupid bitch <laughs> and then he kisses her really hard and leaves yeah again 13 year old wrote this movie yeah it was oh. like uh-huh. hey i think you there's a there's a plot point that we need to address. The two brothers, they're the same guy. It's Sean William Scott, and they're the future and past selves. They went through the rift, and there are yeah. two of them, and they touch each other, and it collapses the fourth dimension, you stupid bitch. Which they say is happening. They say that the fourth dimension is collapsing, and then there's like a PA announcer that says, like, welcome to the apocalypse or whatever. But yeah, then not there, a lot happens. Nothing's happening. You're co- you're completely correct, Sam. Yeah, nothing a, is happening. An ice cream truck floats. I wasn't even gonna touch it, but when the two brothers <laughs> touch hands, it makes the fourth dimension go all weird. And the ice cream truck that they're inside of, because there's a bunch of riots in LA, starts to float up into the air because that's how that happens. And then the plastic surgeon's son. <laughs> shoots a rocket at the rock who's in the gigantic blimp and then jumps off the ice cream truck because he's been drafted into the Iraq war Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah this movie again if it had just been the weirdest YouTube video ever made it would have been fucking fantastic but it was not I gotta tell you man I think when we both watched this movie a light went off somewhere and like uh, like mental health crisis teams were dispatched <laughs> to our residences. You're saying that the the Who's health team six from the third, yes, uh, yes. yeah, the third Dan Brown novel. <laughs> they're coming to get us. Yeah, and they're just gonna be like, "Look, you've taken in a lot of information. None of it makes any sense. We're here to help." Yeah, I we think do that's... this for every person who watches <laughs> Southland Tales. <laughs> Oh my god. Sam, do you have anything else for this movie or can we get the fuck out of here? I think we can get the fuck out. Oh, thank god. Uh okay. So, let's uh let's look forward to next week assuming oh, we're still alive. Yes. Which uh in which we will be watching 2006's just comfortingly pedestrian sounding gridiron gang Mm. oh that feels good that feels real good I feel like that's gonna have a straightforward plot one acts one two and three yes sir yes so Luke have you seen gridiron gang I have not seen gridiron gang Sam uh what do you think it's about (laughs) 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 I think it's a sequel 
to uh, Southland no. Tales. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, I think it's a prequel. I think it's uh, a completely unrelated football movie starring The Rock, but it's in the same universe as Southland Tales. It's a sort of pre-nukes, and it is just a sports movie. Um, I got you. I think I think old old Kelly got a bit of a reprimand after this movie, and they were like, "God damn it, you're going to make a straightforward film, so help us!" And then he he pumped out a football film. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, Sam, uh, what do you think this movie is about? I think Gridiron Gang is uh, is sort of a an old time kind of biopic mm-hmm. um, about. The first person to invent uh, graph paper. Oh, and it's uh, it's Dwayne Johnson and his crack team of mathematicians. Oh, uh, yes. Who are trying to figure out how to build a printing press that will make graph paper, mm. and uh, and they they get a metallurgist, uh, s- sort of like in Ocean's Eleven. But for graph, but for making graph paper, and uh, and they they assemble an iron grid mm-hmm. for the printing, and they're called the Gridiron Gang. I, dude, you've pitched a lot of movies to me, a lot of ideas. <laughs> I love this one. I think this is amazing. It can't be any worse than what we just watched. No, I think. That's the beauty of where we're at, man. Everything is uphill from here. Or downhill, excuse me. Everything is downhill from where we are right now. Wait, no. Uphill was right. Was it? Yeah, because downhill would be bad. Downhill, we're I guess that's true. But downhill is easy. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see which one it is. Perhaps it's both. Uh, Perhaps he's a football player who's trying to build graph paper right before the apocalypse um but until then folks uh you can find us on facebook at hanksy panksy podcast you can find us on twitter at hanksy panksy you can find us on instagram at hanksy panksy pod and you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash hanksy panksy we've got a lot of good content up there we've got a, a review of what's up doc the 1972 barbara streisand film we've got a review a live review of uh space jam a new legacy and we are going to be recording a hanukkah special Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be coming out uh right around the first night of hanukkah uh so keep your eye out for that uh and if you join at ten dollars a month or higher uh you can uh vote on a movie that we will watch as a as a patron exclusive uh much like uh tuck the man with the biggest dick on the planet uh, that, uh, you know, it's pretty fucking impressive, and I bet anytime he goes on a beach, women hold guns to his head and <laughs> demand that he allows them, uh, to, uh, to, to suck his dick before Justin Timberlake blows them away, mm-hmm. uh, from a great distance. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's that, and, uh, you know, shares with a friend really helps us out. Uh, Luke, you, you got a final quote? I do, and it's got a pause in it, so I want to really let that marinate. Ooh, uh, okay. But it is. You want to fuck? Or watch a movie? God. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that from John Lovett's RoboCop? 
That is from John Lovett's RoboCop. God damn it. <laughs> Why was John Lovett in this fucking movie? <laughs> There's no way to know, man. There's just no way. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of the Hexy Pixie well after dark. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with 2006's Gridiron Gang. Bye.